Thank you for tuning in to the Limitless Experience with Eric. Kudos. To Courtney Kemp and the writers for doing this last five episodes with the five different point of views. At first, I didn't like it. But now that they put all the pieces together and showed the complete puzzle of literally what every character was doing in the hours or days that led up to uh, Ghost's death, I liked it. I always wanted to know that when I be watching these TV shows, like, like for example, Zach and Kelly are hanging out at the max, but like, what is Slater and Jesse doing, or what's Lisa doing, or what's Streets doing? So they literally brought all of that together and let you know exactly what was happening at what time. And one thing that was common in all of the shows were where the characters were when they heard the news that James St. Patrick has just been chosen as Lieutenant Governor for Lorette Walsh. Like they were all doing something different and it was good to see that actually get put together. The symmetry and the full circledness of this show is amazing. So like I said, kudos to Courtney Kemp and 50 Cent again. And of course the writers too. The very last episode of this amazing series was titled Exactly How We Planned. I thought to myself, that sounds very familiar. So I literally very, very quickly went back to episode one, season one, and that was titled Not Exactly How We Planned. See what I mean with the full circleness? I haven't watched a TV series through and through from beginning to end since Dexter, and I didn't like the way that ended. But if I did have this podcast back when Dexter was popping, I would have also done a podcast recap and reaction to that show because it had just as much intrigue and just as much cliffhangers as Power does. There were also many Ain't No Ways in that show as well. But I say that to say this, it's not many TV shows that have captured my energy, my attention, you know, my intrigue as much as Power has. Ray Donovan was that for a while, and literally, probably after season three or four out of Ray Donovan, I just stopped watching because the show kept getting repetitive. He always gets into trouble, and he always gets out of trouble. Gets into trouble, gets out of trouble. He always saves the day. He never loses. I can't continue to watch that. I recently seen something where it said Ray Donovan is about to be canceled. I'm not even surprised. The writing on the show Ray Donovan just got so out of touch with reality. It was just unbelievable, like unbelievably unbelievable. Luckily, it didn't get to that point with power. Shows like that cannot last long with the good guy always getting out of trouble. I mean, Ghost literally killed three connects. He killed Lobos, he killed Milan, and he killed Jason. None of those connects men came back to kill James. We should be happy Ghost made it this far. I've come to accept the fact that he's dead. But... I don't like the fact that who was behind the trigger was the one that was behind the trigger. Power was good from beginning to end, and in my opinion, it was also perfectly casted. All of the actors did a great job playing their characters. Natari Norton, Joseph Sikor, and Michael Rainey Jr. all made great cases for themselves to carry a spinoff. And we all already know what Lorenz Tate is capable of. I'm really excited for what's to come with the Power franchise. Now, prior to Power, the only other movie or anything that I've seen Omari Hardwick in was this movie called Next Day Air with Mike Epps. Omari's character's name was Shavu, and he seemed to me to be a younger version of Ghost. Listen to this one line from Next Day Air. This is what he said to Eddie Winslow. Look here, man. Just promise me this. Always remember. 
of course, Shavu and Ghost aren't the same person, but their mentalities are the same. I don't know any old wrinkled drug dealers. They're either dead or inside. Tasha, that doesn't scare you? No. Witch. She was crying when she put in that orange jumpy, though. Let's get into it. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it. This is where it goes down. I just happen to come up hard. Legal or legal, baby, I gotta make it. I never it. took a straight path. This last episode starts off with Quentin and Tasha. And also, this last episode answered a few lingering questions for me anyway. And one of those questions was, what's up with Quentin? He's very mysterious. What's his background? For a minute, I thought he was an undercover cop working to get deeper into Tasha and to me, maybe bust Tasha and Ghost. That question was answered. Quentin is not an undercover cop. He's a regular dude with a daughter that cares deeply for her and happens to own a gun. A gun in which Tasha saw and was immediately shocked, but also started to put a plan in motion. Now, like I said, Quentin has a daughter that he cares very much about. They made that very obvious in the show. Tasha doesn't give a damn about his daughter, which is weird given the conversation she had with Tommy when Tommy pulled the gun on her. Tasha did, to me, a lot of untasha-like things in this episode also. Besides the infidelity, which her and Ghost are both guilty of, <laughs> Tasha more than Ghost, <laughs> excuse me, Tasha was very loyal and solid in her movements up until this season. Let's just run down her resume for this season. She killed her best friend Keisha. She snitched on Ghost about killing Terry Silver, plotted to kill her husband and father of three kids, one of which is deceased. Last but not least, she framed an innocent man with a child for the murder of said husband and tried to take that man from his daughter. Tasha really flipped. She went from... Wait a fucking minute. Who were you there to kill? Tommy. And we sure as hell didn't talk about you killing ghosts. I'm not letting you do that to Tariq and Yaz. And... I said he was aiming at me. Do the math. Don't you get what that means? What about the kids? You want them to grow up without a father? No, I don't. She went from that to this. Okay, so where are you going to be? In the car. I got my key back to the Escalade. I'm going to wait in the back seat. And when he gets in to go home, you got to be gone by then. Mainly because she was afraid of what she assumed was to come if after getting elected into office, there was a background check on James. She assumed everybody would be exposed and she would go to jail. Stephen Ott of the Democratic Party made sure any dirt that was on James was completely covered up. He went to Jacob Warner and told him, that case you got against James St. Patrick, forget about it. Jacob Warner didn't forget about it. Then he had to pack his shit and go. The Democratic Party was cleaning up everything for James. He was going to be squeaky clean. And he told Tasha that, and he told Tariq that. He said he'll try to get Tariq probation, and he was going to do that. I really believe he was. Whenever something had to get done, it got done. Lobos had to go, James got him up out of here. Milan had to go, James got him out of here. Jason had to go, James got him up out of here. He even tried to do the right thing by paying off Holly, Keisha, and Maria Suarez. Unfortunately, we know what happened to them. But not by James. He tried to do the right thing. James wasn't a heartless animal to the people he loved. Ghost may have been a heartless animal to the people that he needed to be that way to. But Ghost only killed who he had to kill. James St. Patrick was not going to let his knucklehead son rot in jail. He was going to figure out a way to get his son out of jail 
or not even go to jail, point blank, period. Now, Tariq, on the other hand, he's disloyal. Tariq showed more loyalty towards Dre than he did to his father and Tommy. Tariq is a bad boy. He brought Snitch Dre to his father, against his father's wishes. And speaking of Snitch Dre, Dre is the one that gave Tariq the gun that wound up killing James St. Patrick. I found myself going back to Dre's death scene just to watch it like five times, just to feel better about the situation. <laughs> You about to be one crispy nigga. God! 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 I hope I'm not sick and you guys found that just as funny as I did. More to come after the break. Thank you to anybody who's ever tuned in to listen to my podcast. I appreciate it. If you told your friends about it, thank you. I appreciate it. If you've ever reached out to me on Instagram to talk to me about the show, thank you for that also. I really appreciate it. This has been a great TV series. Our side is coming to an end. I'm grateful for my listeners that have tuned in to me. Thank you a lot. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button so you know when I release new content. Power's not on, but the podcast is not stopping. If you haven't already, check out my Karma Soothes episode and also check out my Can't We All Just Get Along episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Now that the love is gone between James and Tasha, it was kind of happening for a few seasons now, so I'm really okay with that. I'm also okay with the fact that James was about to move on with Ramona. But we all know James got that arrogant side to him. He didn't have to say, Go ahead, be Tasha Green, the half-smart chickenhead who'd still be in the fucking hood if it wasn't for me. That was cold, brother. Tasha could have whipped out and put you to sleep right next to Raina right there. Roll the credits. Power would have ended just like that. Luckily, Tasha let that slide. Now, most of these scenes we've already seen, there was just slight changes in them. But the scene with Tommy and Tasha at her apartment, again, was amazing. I just want to know, did she have plans to take care of Cash since she pleaded with Tommy to take care of Yaz and Tariq? I think not. And she also for sure was not going to take care of Q's kid. I had a poll on my Instagram page, at Limitless underscore E, and I asked the question, who was more selfish, Tasha or James? And for some reason, more people said that James was more selfish than Tasha was. I do not believe it. Think about it. Tasha only wants to be rich, have expensive clothes, and stay in the drug game. Come on now, that's selfish. Everyone in this show was trying to throw dirt on James. We saw Tate lie and try to manipulate Tasha into thinking that James was going to turn Tariq in. Cooper Sacks tried to pin Keisha's murder on him, but Tasha knew that he didn't do it because obviously she did. Being Team Ghost, I really wanted to see more of Ghost this episode, and they did show Ghost doing a lot of his signature outbursts. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let me refresh your memory. I sent you over there, and Lakeisha ended up there. You sent me over there, but Tommy blames me. How the fuck could he not? You pulled the trigger! Tasha! I didn't tell you to do that. Now you got a real problem. And... That's his problem! We do everything!
everything for him. And we did everything for him. You know what? Maybe your son should do something for himself. You tell my son to meet me at my hotel. I want to talk to him man to man. Ain't nobody else bringing it like that. Omari Hardwick is a beast. I was having a conversation with a friend, and he watches all types of shit. He mentioned Boardwalk Empire and a couple of other shows that I forgot because I didn't watch them. Um, but I asked him, you know, who is a better television actor than Omari Hardwick? He had no answer. And I felt like that's why we saw Omari Hardwick all the way up to the very end of the series without him dying in the middle of the series and this show trying to carry on without him. But back to this last episode. I 100% feel like Jane St. Patrick would have gotten Tariq out of any trouble he may have gotten into for killing Ray Ray. James got Tariq in the choke, which Tariq wound up getting himself kicked out of. Shortly after that, James found out a way to get Tariq into Callister Prep, which Tariq almost messed up, since he is the reason that Mr. Radner got caught with drug possession. He better hope that Mr. Radner doesn't talk. Now Tariq and James had a talk, and another one of those lingering questions or theories was answered. This one is, was Breeze James's father? A lot of people were saying that James killed his father and his father was Breeze. They pretty much put a rest to that. I think it's been made perfectly clear that Breeze wasn't James's father, and Breeze was another drug dealer that was in the hood. And in this conversation, Tariq did say, well, Just tell me honestly one thing you've done. The whole story. Now confess to killing Ray. <laughs> the lie detector test determined that was a lie. Tariq and Tasha are really sitting there planning James St. Patrick's murder. He put them in a position at the end. Neither one of them would be where they are if it wasn't for James. Tariq was in the best schools, had the best clothes, had video games. He's a teenage boy. That's pretty much everything that they would want. Tasha, her clothes was fly. Her bank account was heavy. She never had to work a day in her life. How can anybody be Team Tasha? She does not have a soul. I'm going to put that poll up on my gram one more time. Limitless underscore E. Hopefully y'all get it right this time. If you still Team Tasha, you got to be nuts. Especially after what she did to Q. This man was clearly all about his daughter and really liked Tasha. He was even willing to try to do something to James for her. And that's how she repays him? That's a damn shame. I hope she get Andre Coleman in jail. You about to be one crispy nigga. And Tariq need to get it worse. Don't forget that he called Vincent on Tommy to stop Tommy from going to save Ghost, not knowing whether or not Tommy was going to be killed. So he pretty much killed his father, obviously, and almost, almost put the nail in Tommy's coffin. This dude is loyal to no one. His only real friend that he was actually cool with and didn't do any shiesty shit to was Sean. But the only difference is Sean died before Tariq got into them streets. So who's to know what Tariq was going to do to Sean if Kanan didn't do Sean then? And speaking of Kanan, how could power, this version of power, how could this series end without saying Kanan one more time? Live by the street, die by the street, nigga. At least I got a chance to take some of those pigs with me. Ghost Cannon or Spirit Cannon, whatever you want to call this piece of crap, is the one that gave Tariq the pep talk to go ahead and take out his father. And that's what this spoiled brat, knucklehead punk, went and did. In the way of your future, right? Put the gun down. No. Tariq, if you do this shit, you can never go back. I'll do anything to go back. 
go back to how it was before you left us for Angela. Right there is when I imagined that by the look on James's face at that exact moment was when he knew that Tariq was not playing around and he was not about to put that gun down. Tariq followed the rules though. He pulled it and he used it. I'm just mad that James didn't give himself more of a chance. I mean, isn't he a ninja? How many times have we seen him karate chop somebody in their neck? Or remember when he took the gun from Sean? I got the fucking gun now. Now I got it, bitch. Now I fucking got it. Fuck, nigga. Yeah, I deserve this. Yeah, you fucking deserve it. Not just for trying to kill me, Sean, but for whatever it is you got going on with my life. That's where you gotta go. I want you to leave. Go! As I said before, James never killed anybody that he didn't have to. Even after pulling a gun on him and finding out pretty much that this dude, Sean, is having sex with his wife, he still said, get up out of here. Just leave. But back to this. Of course, there was a larger distance between Ghost and Tariq than there was between Ghost and Sean. But come on, man. Ghost is a black ninja. Even if you rushed him, Tariq would have only got one shot off and at least James wouldn't have fallen over the balcony because I think that's what killed him. I don't think it was the gunshot. I think falling and cracking his head like that on top of the loss of blood he was having is what killed him. And knowing he's about to take his last breath, he still told Tommy not to take out Tariq. Couldn't have been me. My last words would have been, kill his ass, shoot him in his waves. But rest in peace, James St. Patrick. Rest in peace, Ghost. He went out like a G. He made sure he let his son know he loved him. But it ain't always easy to get out the game, as James found out. They say it's a big rich town. Now, the inheritance payout was mwah, magnifique. Rina share actually defaults to Tariq, uh, de facto creating a two-thirds, one-third split in favor of Tariq. He gets the property, the shares in the nightclubs, including um, Truth, and the watch collection. You um, do not inherit. Nothing. Go ahead. Be Tasha Green, the half-smart chicken head who'd still be in the fucking hood if it wasn't for me. You got what you deserve. Go so petty, he should have recorded himself saying that and asked that the lawyer play it back to her. <laughs> now, I never thought I'd say this, but thank goodness for Blanca Rodriguez and Cooper Sachs. They were on to Tariq and Tasha until Tariq flipped the entire situation. If I was Sachs, I would have finished Tariq right there. He damn near told on himself. And you gonna try to blackmail me? You're done. Blanca Rodriguez ain't beat. She ain't letting shit slide. What I don't like is that you're up in here wasting my time when we both know it was either you or Tariq that pulled the trigger. Now, Tariq and Tasha slick talked their way out of the federal building on that day. But they really stupid if they thought that they was gonna get away with this entire thing scot-free. James ain't just a regular dude. He was technically holding a spot in political office at the time. And even if he wasn't, Blanca Rodriguez is a beast at her job, and so is Sachs. So it was only a matter of time. And that was a very short period of time. I solved your husband's murder. I have an arrest warrant. 
She didn't do it. I'm sorry, Tariq, but she did. We're gonna put your mother under arrest. No! Tariq know damn well he ain't wanna go to jail. He could've easily said, nah, it was me. But he just kept, nah, nah, nah. But now Tasha's in prison. Reek is about to go to Stansfield. And we got the spinoff, which begins next June. I probably will tune in and see that. Now for predictions, I know this was a uh, series finale, but there are still some things to predict for the upcoming Power Book Ghost 2, even though according to 50 Cent, it will start in June. So Mr. Radnan did get locked up. I do not believe he'll talk. They have revealed some of the cast members already, and Tariq's friend Brayden will be in Ghost Book Power 2. So I do predict that Tariq won't be selling not a drug. I believe he'll give everything to Brayden and make Brayden do it, and Tariq will just be in the shadows watching, making sure everything is moving smoothly. Because he does have to get that 3.5 GPA to collect his inheritance. Now, they're gonna find out a way to get Tasha out of jail. Method Man, real name Clifford Smith, is gonna be her lawyer probably. I believe that they'll call it a justified homicide because of the bruises on Tasha's arm. They can make a case that she was in an abusive relationship. Also, Rashard Tate did say on national TV that Ramona Garrity and James were having an affair. The bruises on the arm and the affair and whatever else Tasha and this lawyer could make up might be enough to convince the judge to let Tasha Green out of prison. And then she'll go back to her druggy daycare. And for the ain't no way, ain't no way Tariq St. Patrick is blackmailing Cooper Sacks that way. It's not happening. Even though we did see Cooper Sacks, that means nothing. You pretty much just admitted to being a shooter. So ain't no way I'm backing down off anybody just because you said you saw me. So what you saw me? You still going to jail. Ain't no way I'm letting that happen. Wouldn't this word be inadmissible anyway since they have hard evidence that he was the shooter? Just one ain't no way for the season finale. But I do have a, it's a little bit too late for that. But couldn't Tommy have called Ghost ahead of time before he got stopped by Vincent and all that? Called Ghost and said, yo, Ghost, Dre might be coming to shoot you. Even though it wasn't Dre, well, it was Dre, because, but Dre heard the gunshot. Ghost would have been ready. He would have had his gun cocked and ready to go. But it is what it is. He didn't get the warning. Tariq pulled the gun, shot his own father. No more Ghost. Like I said earlier, it was a great television show. I watched it from beginning till end. I'll probably watch it from beginning till end again. I don't think this show will ever get old to me. I love power. Sorry for the late release. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you haven't already, please tell your friends about the Limitless Experience with Eric podcast. I appreciate it. Spread love. If you would like to, you can contact the podcast at limitlessepod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Peace out.